Hail, salutations, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the GNA Podcast. I'm your host, Blue Shark 45 and fuck trees. I hate them. I hate their sexual cycles, the pollinating. I can't breathe without coughing so fucking much. It's just driving me up the wall. And this is not a podcast where we talk about that. Instead, this is the podcast Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we get drunk and talk about stuff. And tonight, I am joined by the only man that really cares about me in my life, Zyber. How you doing, Zyber? Hey, I'm doing all right. I mean, I figured I should uh, get in my uh, two hosts, one show at some point. You never did that with Cecil? No, no, I didn't. Oh, I feel really special now. You're my first. Giggity. Uh, so tonight, uh, tonight's going to be fun. Tonight's going to be interesting. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and kick off to what we always do. Uh, Zyber, what are you drinking tonight, sir? Well, um, since it's going to be a short roundabout, the second I woke up at 4.30, I tossed back two of the Krabby's alcoholic ginger beers and now I'm just uh leading out with uh the Fetamins ginger beer which is non-alcoholic man you really like those gingers oh yeah I love it man it, it's my jam do, do, do they come with or without souls uh well it feels like you're drinking a bottle of uh, medium quality souls. You know how many gingers it took to make that soul? Uh, that can. How many uh, souls the ginger actually put in the bottle? Well, if it's anything like Aladdin, there's like maybe six per bottle. Sounds about right. But, uh, man, I can't get past that, uh, that scene in Aladdin where he, he just tricks the guy and he gets trapped in the genie or trapped in the, the lamp. Spoilers. Sorry. If you didn't see the movie back in the nineties when it originally came out, but, uh, yeah, that was creepy. Not going to lie. But, uh, well, let's move on to what I am partaking of and I am partaking in a simple glass of Maker's Mark with uh, a couple ice cubes in it. Uh, it's, Maker's Mark is one of my go-tos when it comes to uh, cheaper uh, liquor. It's uh, you know, it's not something you have to spend a lot of money on to get like good taste, and you don't necessarily feel guilty about mixing it with something if you really want to. Um, but a little bit of ice kills the burn. And uh, goes down very smooth, and uh, has a nice, nice caramel vanilla note to it. Very light on the caramel, heavy on the vanilla. Kind of lose it though, because I'm I've got my dinner next to me, because <laughs> I got spaghetti, and that's not really helping. But uh, it normally I love it. It's really good. And uh, I highly recommend 
um, trying it if you haven't already. A uh, little bottle will probably cost you somewhere around, ooh, I would say like 30 bucks, 30 bucks. Not too bad. Well, it also depends on where you go. I would say more of a range between like twenty three and thirty five bucks for a small bottle of a Maker Mark. Yeah. So if you haven't and you're thinking about it, I suggest go out buy yourself some. If anything, you'll find that it's a a good um, bourbon to have around, and. Uh, you can mix it in with some mint and simple syrup and some ice slush and have yourself a mint julep if you want. Now, I'm a little distracted, if you can't already tell. Um, Zyber's probably better at this than I am, but uh, we're playing Pokemon. Because uh, it's uh, Pokemon Day, which I didn't know about that until Zyber told me. So uh, we're going around in the pokemon sword game and uh we're hunting down uh raids because you get starters and uh what else uh can you find in these raids zyber um you can find not only the starters but some of the more basic pokemon but in their gigamax forms um you can capture them and the loot is absolutely phenomenal you can actually battle mewtwo Although you can't catch them, the rewards, if you beat that raid, are phenomenal. He is level 100 in the raid, best moves, so you have to bring your A game. Um, by the time you hear this, it would probably be well past it and unavailable, but yeah, it's just nuts. <laughs> oh yeah, like... There is, this is like the first time I've had a full team. Like I've gone online before and had like maybe like one other person in the bunch of, and then two other AIs. But normally it's me and three AIs um, when I'm doing these raid battles. But in here, like I haven't had a chance to make my attack. And we're already knocking. Look, boom. He's already gone. Charmander. Got it. They're going to, you know, he's ready to be caught now. Um, but I'm a little disappointed that you can't get... You said Mewtwo? Uh, yes. You can battle him, but you cannot capture him. Hmm. I guess that someone brought him over with Pokebank, because there's a, one of the guys on my team actually played with his Mewtwo. Yeah, I've been doing that myself. I brought it over with uh, the home, uh, which, from my bank to the home, uh, it was, um, I believe the one that I transferred over from one of my original uh, trades back in like the early days. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have that in my party as well as I have my uh, Mewtwo from uh, Let's Go Eevee in my bank. Did you... Uh... Spend a lot of time in that Let's Go Eevee game? Oh, yeah. I'm just uh, doing the round out of my Pokedex in that game, which is kind of on hiatus, but yeah, I'm almost done with it. <laughs> Very nice. I I never got into the game. I didn't have the Switch until 
ooh, late last year? No, spring last year or something like that. Um, but, uh, I mean, I played Pokemon Go Mobile and I just, I didn't really see right. it. I didn't, and it wasn't really like, it wasn't going to do it for me. I mean, Pokemon Go added in battling. You know, late in the game. Right, right. I think that was um, like year three. The only reason I got to where I am in uh, Let's Go Eevee is because of my uh, Pokemon Go account. I transferred all the ones that I didn't quite have yet early off uh, into the game. And then by the time I got to the... Uh, um, little transfer center place and had to re-catch everything. I didn't really care because everything was right there and I had like 300 Pokeballs, so. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, I showed you with my sword. Like, you know, I have Pokeballs for day. I make sure I have Pokeballs for days. <laughs> yeah, but I mean like, and so in Pokemon Go, like, to get that, like, you'd have to, like, up your bag and all this other shit. And so, you know, it's like, it's a lot of fucking, uh, it's a lot of fucking room to take up in your Pokemon bag. Yeah, not the case in the Let's Go's, really. <laughs> okay. Well, so... Speaking, well, I mean, this is Pokemon to me has always been Game Boy. I I tried playing other games on my Game Boy, uh, Donkey Kong Classic. Uh, what else did I play on there? I started some other classic game on there. I I, I rented it from Blockbuster back when Blockbuster existed. Um, I think that was like one of the very few times I rented a. Uh, Game Boy game. Uh, so I played that. Um, but mostly Pokemon Red. Pokemon Blue. Gold and Silver. That's what I played on there. I got a Game Boy Advance. And I still played Pokemon Gold and Silver. Game Boy versions on there. Um, and then... Uh, what was it called? Zone of Enders. The Fist of Mars. I am... Just like Cecil. I am... A sucker for a mech game, you know. I loved it. Like I loved Gundam Wing. Like that was my thing, and I loved the Zone Defenders, the Fist of Mars story. Uh, it was fuck. It was <laughs> it was a hard turn-based game. I mean, you know, like different stories, different outcomes. I think I actually played that game twice through, um, which was rare for me at the time. I only ever played a game once through. Um, on a handheld, and I never went back and did it multiple times. Uh, but what about you, Zyber? What's uh, what does Game Boy mean to you, like as far as like your gaming experiences go? Uh, well, for me, Game Boy consisted of yes, Pokemon, but before I ever got into Pokemon, it was uh, um, Mario, um, the Lands one. There, uh, crap, I can't think of the like actual name of the title. Um, but that, uh, Kid Icarus game for the Game Boy, because I am a Kid Icarus nut. If it's Kid Icarus, I'll give it a go, because I'm a glutton for punishment. Um, 
let's see those are like primarily the ones that jump off the top of my head uh the mario secret lands or whatever it was and kid icarus as well as pokemons okay well so the reason why we we're bringing this up is because of uh, a news story that we found out um, well, a couple days ago about a 95-year-old who, um, sorry, gotta pick a move. Who did that just in time. Um, <clears throat> so they... Uh, They've got a Game Boy when it came out. Tetris is their game. And so they were playing that, and then it broke, and so they got a replacement. So Game Boy number two. And then that starts to go on. The screens on the original Game Boys were really, you know, bad, and there was there were a lot of things. That, you know, it's their first handheld, um, so they're... You know, there's always bugs with the system. But this 95-year-old woman, at the suggestion of her 75-year-old son or daughter, I can't quite remember which one it is. Um, grandson? A, grandson, really. Our uh, Texas son, the 95-year-old woman's grandson, told his grandmother that Nintendo was known for excellent customer service. So the grandson told her. Okay. So she writes, handwrites a letter, mails in um, the Game Boy into Nintendo asking them to fix it. Gets a reply from Nintendo like a week later. Can't fix it. Worst nightmare that you could ever hear for like a gamer. But instead of sending back the old Game Boy, they sent back a, an unused original Game Boy. Which to me that's is crazy. I mean, yeah. that's like just the value of a never used, like still stock packaged Game Boy. The value alone is just phenomenal. I don't. Let's see. Let's take a look if we can't find the brand new original Game Boy. Right now, bun Bonanza. Uh, not include original box instruction manual and the DLC item may vary from the image, but uh, three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars for an original Game Boy, and that's like, like no box whatsoever. Yeah, like that's that's really freaking crazy. Like the, I think it's like two hundred and twenty, two hundred fifty dollars, or it's like it's All around right. two hundred bucks for. Just to let you know, on eBay there is a launch in box Game Boy for almost four grand. Wow. Um, that's uh, that's that's crazy. So this woman basically got a four grand. Um, Game Boy for, you know, just being a 
writing in and being a loyal fan. And I mean, honestly, like that's like a really great customer service experience. Like I have uh, Jaybird Bluetooth headphones and I sent those in or I, I contacted them because like it wouldn't like they wouldn't turn on. And so they're like, oh, well, uh, try this. And I did this and didn't work. And then they're like, okay, um, so we're going to send you a new pair of headphones. All we need you to do is take a photo of your original pair of headphones with them cut in half, and then, boom, I'll send you a new pair. So they did that. And then I got another pair that went, and then I had bought a second backup pair because that original pair was going to be for the gym, and the backup pair was going to be for my desk at work. And then that backup pair goes out on me. And so they're like, yeah, we'll just send you a replacement free no charge they said they wouldn't send me another one (laughs) but uh i mean i thought that was great but this like oh yeah we've we've got an old one in the back so uh it's still in the box let's let me let me send it over to you like what the hell really because they didn't have the parts like this isn't something where like oh yeah they could they just built it No, no no they didn't have parts they just had the complete one oh crap don't want to give this yeah one. um i actually had a pair of uh bluetooth headphones that cut out and uh they weren't any they were like quick quaker or something like that i can't remember the uh name of the brand qfx or some shit um but yeah i messaged them and they did a similar thing but they wanted me to mail back the the broken headphones <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Um, so, but yeah, like uh, further down in the article that was shared with us, I I don't understand why they didn't just send a like two DS or some shit like that with preloaded uh, Tetris or something like that on it. Eh, I mean maybe. I guess they could have done that. They could have given her an upgrade. I don't know, but at the same time, it's like, what if, what if that's what you like? Like, I mean, D's done it. Like, changes out the screens on Game Boys to put in a backlit screen. Like, I mean, you must like the game and the retro games that exist on there to want to do that. So, you know, right? I mean, I understand that. I mean, screen wise. Yeah, I I can do a screen mod myself, but if the hardware in her Game Boy was just kaputs, no matter what screen you pop in, it's not going to work. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it is what it is, I guess, but that's really awesome of Nintendo to go through their archive pull out this brand new freaking Game Boy original and ship it off to her. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, I really think that's great because, I mean, like, that shows a lot of, like, to me, that that speaks great about a company. Like, that you'll, you'll do that, you know, like, you know, here, let me send you a new one. And, like, I mean, the fact that they had them is great, but uh, you know, you don't you don't get that a lot. 
Like, I don't find something like that when people, like, stand behind their product like that. But when yeah, I do find companies though, like that, like, I'm like, I love you guys. Like, Nintendo, like, hell fudge. You know, like, if you're going to do something like that, then, you know, like, you just probably won a customer for life. Like, I mean, I love the right. games, but I'd probably, like, well, Nintendo does stuff like that, so maybe I should just always stick with Nintendo from now on. Though... In my head also, it was like, oh, maybe some like uh, PR person just went out into the lobby, opened up a case that was a display. It's like, yeah, we'll sunder this. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but that was screw it. If they did, then, you know, damn it. Oh, so, so it gives Nintendo great good press. I mean, fuck, we're, we're talking about it now. But uh, still, it's... It's still, you know, they did it. You know, that that to me means something. And obviously what the, you know, this kid was talking about, these experiences with their customer service. And I've never had to call Nintendo for anything. So uh, I've never really had the chance to see this great customer service at work personally. But, you know, it gives me a lot of good confidence that uh, next time I got to, you know, if I ever have to, you know, call Nintendo for something like that, I'm going to get some good service. Absolutely. Um, yeah, personally, if I can't fix it, then maybe I'll, uh, I'll get a hold of them. But by then they're like, uh, did you touch this? No. No. I, I think you touched this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe I did a little soldering. So what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just voted uh, your warranty. Which, uh, we can get into a whole show about that, like, the the right for a customer to, like, repair their own shit. Ah, uh, we already did that. Oh, yeah, we, that's right, we did. So we can get into a whole other episode about, about the gripes and groans that I have with that, like, the inability to, like, fix your own shit, but, yeah. Um, so... Uh, who have you ended up catching in this uh, Pokemon Day exper- extravaganza? Uh, well, I have caught Kingler. I have caught a Squirtle. I have caught a Valplume and a bunch of other basics. Um, but I haven't come across a Charmander yet. And it's upsetting. Dude, I did. I came across him like... 10 minutes ago, five minutes ago. Ah, you suck. Downed him. Didn't catch. Did not catch. I was just like, damn it. The one, the one, uh, started that I don't have. Cause I got, got Squirtle, I got Bulbasaur, but, uh, couldn't seal the deal with Charmander. But it sucks. Because uh, I don't know if I'm going to find Because if you're having a hard time finding them, and you've probably been doing this for, what, like an hour or two? Um, I've been up since 4.30, started playing about a little after 5, so I'd say about 5.15, and I haven't come across one yet. But I've been uh, distracted also doing other things, getting ready for work and the show. Ah. Well, I'm glad you mentioned it because I've been... 
you know, I've been completely out of the loop on that one, and I would have missed it, because I'm guessing it's only for today. Or is it? That, I am not sure. I, I'm not sure if it's going through the weekend or not. I think uh, Pokemon Go was mentioning something of it lasting through the weekend. But I'm not entirely sure. I could be absolutely wrong. And, yeah, talking out of my ass, but... I, I'm, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm going to just leave it there. Well, when in doubt, Google it. Mewtwo, Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle added to Pokemon Sword and Shield on Pokemon Day. So today's Pokemon Day back. Oh, so Red and Green's release back in Japan in 1996. 24 is not a significant birthday. Next year should be fun, though, but there's still a bunch of additions being made to Pokemon Sword and Shield. So, Mewtwo and Gen 1 starter Pokemons are being pairing to Max Rain Battles and Sword and Shield. Uh, although Charmander was already in the game, others weren't, so that means seven new Pokemon. Uh, if you count Bulbasaur and Squirtle's extra evolutions. There's a snag, though, in that you won't be able to catch Mewtwo as he's too powerful. Presumably means he won't be properly logged into your pokedex which yeah that sucks uh, yeah but if you already have a uh, mewtwo somewhere you're gonna get them in your pokedex regardless no oh, so no there's no in doubt uh helps promote the netflix movie mewtwo strikes back evolution that's weird i know they did another mewtwo movie with uh oh Really? Huh. It's kind of animated, kind of like Pokemon Go. Or, uh... Eh, I don't know. It's it's like, uh... High-definition uh, claymation is what I think of. When I look at this, what do you think about those images that you see on that website, Zyra? For... Well, I I don't really care for animation that is heavily uh, CGI-engined. Um, I'm a traditionalist in that aspect of I like my anime hand-drawn. Okay. Well, then that's what this is. It's pretty much heavy CGI and uh, computer-generated. And uh, looking at that Pikachu, though, it almost makes me think of... Uh, it almost looks like the, the realistic uh, Pokemon that they had in uh, Detective Pikachu. I still gotta catch that. Only because of uh, someone's voice. Oh, yeah. I I mean, he's... I love him. He The comedy's good in that, I'm sure, but I just haven't had the chance to see it i haven't even seen the last damn star wars movie that came out i've probably missed the chance to see it and uh i've been trying to get uh, my fiance through the star wars movies we got through the original trilogy and it's just finding time to um get in and see the uh see the rest of them and then you know go to see it in theaters but i'm just gonna on, as soon on. as it comes Did out you go chronological order or release order uh, release uh, the way that I got to see it when I grew up four through six then we're gonna go one through three and then we'll go 
seven through. So you're not gonna no. incorporate the sagas that actually tie in. You mean like Rogue and yeah, Solo? I could. I don't know. I'm not gonna push it. I'd rather see. I'd rather see the trilogy. If uh, you know, I don't know. Running by her. I mean, I didn't think Solo was fan-freaking-tastic, but uh, it even filled in gaps and helped explain some things. Yeah, I didn't care for Solo. It was filler. I mean, it was filler that I felt they could have done in, like, maybe a 30-minute episode, 30, 45-minute episode. Yeah, they could have. Um, I, You know, the uh, Clone Wars... Uh, animated series, they they set the bar pretty damn high. I mean, I've been watching yeah, they uh, did. Star Wars Rebels just to fill in stuff, and like at moments, it's like, oh, that's really freaking cool. Like, ooh, you could see more of Vader, and but it's still kind of like, eh, not as captivating as Clone Wars was. I mean, Clone no, Wars. No, I was... I don't like the animation in Rebels. That's one thing that throws me off. And yes, uh, the Clone Wars had similar animation, but um, it, it was a lot more crunchy, acceptable, and fun um, than uh, uh, you know Rebels. Rebels was too computer, in my opinion. Yeah, and Rebels was also very. I mean, it's it it aired on Disney XD or something like that. Yeah, Disney, X, Disney DX. Disney DX. So it aired on there, and you can really tell that it's um, it's kid focused because, like they they talked about it in one of the episodes, like the you know like they were doing it. It was the uh, Empire doing the analysis of all these Rebel attacks. And they're like, oh, yeah, there's a Jedi in there. And they're like, well, how do you know there's a Jedi in there? Well, that's because you can tell that no one died in any of his attacks. And you think about the, what was his name? The boy? The... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the main character, he he has, like, a little, like, wrist rocket that shoots, like, stun pulses. And then he when he creates his lightsaber... He has an ability to uh, shoot out stun pulses as well. So it's, you know, it's stunning. It's not really killing. Even, you know, sometimes they even show scenes where, like, they, like, blow something up and then you still, like, look and, like, the guy, like, walks away from it. It's kind of weird. But uh, Clone Wars, they had no problem with killing. And I think that... When you're talking about rebellions and wars and just Star Wars in general to me, it's like there's dismemberment and there's death. And yeah, it, Rebels was very much a dairy soft party from Leonard Kenny. Yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, it's it's got some good moments to it, but it doesn't have that. It's Kid Gloves drama. That's the best way I can put it. Very it's, much so. Very much so. And and it's not just because of... Well, it really is because they don't... Like, you get put in these dire situations. And, like, 
now that I think about it, I take it back. Some people do die. There was one of the Inquisitors died. The Grand Inquisitor or something like that. But uh, it's it, it really doesn't take that a lot. A few times here and there, they, they, uh, they'll use that. But otherwise, it's just kind of, we're not going to kill anyone. And it's kind of like, it seems a little unrealistic. Like, you're a rebellion, you're fighting back. Like, the Jedi killed in the Clone Wars. Like, the Jedi have killed before. They they try to avoid it at all costs. Really, you know, they're, you know, words over force, you know. That is true of the Jedi Order. But in a situation like this, I don't know. It's kick gloves to me. Like, it's it, 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 it really could grab hold of some more like deeper feelings in that series and just kind of like really like make you like almost kind of like kill people off just to really kind of like you know, like you get attached you get attached and then snuff someone out yeah you know game of thrones everybody <laughs> i mean yeah to an extent i mean like you don't have to game of thrones everyone if you don't to really make something um feel a little bit realer more realistic realer that's a funny word but speaking of death because this is a great segue into this uh the sad sad day in the world that we live in <sighs> the guy who made the konami code he died yeah, he expended Kazush- all ninety nine lives. <laughs> Kazuhisha Hajimito. I'm probably bastardizing that man who invented the Konami, Konami code sheet that became pervasive in video games and pop culture references and different movies um used in other games uh god i think the matrix reloaded video no enter the matrix is the name of the game i think it had a konami code in it um goldeneye probably had a konami code in it didn't one of the grand theft autos also steal the konami code yeah that sounds about right i think i remember that i've I don't know if they all gave you lives, but, uh, I mean, they used them a lot. I mean, so, for those of you that don't know, during this time, cheat codes or codes in games weren't always necessarily for making you god in the game or cheating in the game, you know, giving you more lives, giving you infinite health, um, ammo or anything like that they were sometimes uh, save states so you would complete something and they would give you a code because the cartridge didn't have the capacity for saving memory so like Mega Man actually required coding to um, to pull up things that you've unlocked and to go to missions that you've completed. So, like, you would complete a mission, they give you a code, and that means that, 
I've got the code, so I type that in the next time I complete the mission. Or I found this weapon, so I type in the code and I get to use that weapon again. Because they're, I mean, they just, they didn't have the capacity for some of this stuff, like saving. Um, I don't know if they even, did those cartridges even have batteries? Uh, some of them later on did. Um, I've changed out batteries on some carts. But it was rare that a Nest car would have a battery. So there you go. That's that's kind of how you uh, were able to progress through a game instead of having to sit there and do like an entire marathon of gaming. It's literally like you turn the power off and poof, and you turn it back on and you start back at square one. Or yep. if you had the code, you could move yeah, on to... They didn't really start doing the battery thing until the SNES... So, uh, random question. What's really good against fighting in dark? I'm really bad at this. Oh, geez. I I can't pull that stuff up out of like thin air like some people I know. All right. Then I'm Googling it. Pokemon Sword and Shield. So, yeah. So, he... Uh, Konami confirmed his death in an email to NPR and said in a tweet that it, it was saddened to hear the news. His age has been variously reported as 61 and 79. Uh, so we don't really know how old the man is. Uh, but well, on other media outlets, I'm seeing more 61 than 79. Yeah. So he created the code and he was in charge of taking the Arcade version of spacecraft shooting game, um, aka Contra. Oh, gratis and converting to Nintendo console in 1986. Um, hadn't played much and obviously couldn't beat it myself, so I put in the Konami code. He said in the 2003 interview. Because I was the one who was going to be using it, I made sure it was easy to remember. Uh, uh, up, down, left, right, select, start. Um, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start. Ah. So, as you can see, I, I did not use the Konami konami code that much oh dude i used it almost every time i popped in contra almost every single time especially if i was playing with friends because if your friend runs out of lives they could steal your lives interesting yeah it sucked because like you know the game did have its difficult point it wasn't that long of a game to run through, but it had its difficult points and being like seven or eight and, you know, just bulldozing a game and not really taking in, oh, you know, I have to use a bit of strategy. You burn through lives like crazy. And there's that one friend that burned through 99 lives in the first, like, five stages. Then they start stealing yours. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> so, confession, I actually never played Contra. 
um, which isn't really a surprise because that was like 1980s. It was before my time. Well, but they have that uh, port over on the Switch you could try out if you ever felt like it. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to look into that because I know some... It's, I don't think it's the like original Contra, but there is a Contra on the Switch now. Okay. Yeah, because some of the games are really good, um, but then some of them are like really bad because like controls and stuff like older games like banjo kazooie like i i bought the rare whatever it's called um it was like a rare collection for xbox 360 and uh man i'm not gonna lie like i started playing it and i was like i really hate the controls in this game and they're really annoying and they're just they're not it's not good which is can Probably confirm we never me and my buddy never finished the game um god i remember those days we actually uh his dad <laughs> we would we would try a level in mario uh 64 and we wouldn't be able to beat it and so we'd hand the controller to him <laughs> and hope that he could <laughs> <laughs> we used to do that in uh cecil's bedroom there'd be a group of us uh, around the super nintendo and if you died in a level, you passed the controller. And we did that yep. all night. And you kept on playing until you died. Yeah, I like those. We did that in... Um... Yeah, we, we did that once in Battlefield. Uh, my buddy and I had... We... I got... I got my Xbox 360 in college my junior year. I, I left it at home my first two years. And so I brought it, and we would hook it up at his girlfriend's uh, dorm. Well she, well, she had like an RA room at the sortie house. So we'd hook it up there to the internet, and we'd play uh, Battlefield. And uh, we used to like pass it. Every time you died, you pass the controller. But we eventually got to the point where it was kind of like weird. Like his loadout choice would always conflict with mine. So we used to just like pass it in games. But yeah, I remember that like you play until you die and then you hand it off. And I always be like, no, 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 just one more chance, one more chance. Those arguments would ensue. But yeah, that was that was the fun way to do gaming, like pass the controller around. And it's like you never you never beat a game on your own you beat it like with friends right the original co-op <laughs> yep All right, single campaign doesn't matter you die you hand me the controller and we we do it that way yeah uh. there's uh one time we were playing uh i believe it was resident evil and we didn't know the codes for the doors and for whatever reason, I was able to just randomly guess at the code for the door. And a good portion of the time, it actually worked. <laughs> Are you talking about the mansion one where you got all those special yeah, puzzles? Yeah, yeah. I watched someone play that. Sorry. Um, I watched someone play that not too long ago. Man, 
I didn't realize how crazy Resident Evil puzzles were. They were, they were some serious shit. Yeah, they could be a bit annoying. And then later on in the like games, they had the whole, if you didn't collect this piece of material, you can't guess the code. Even if you know the code. Wow. Didn't they didn't they also like start becoming like more um political, yes. <laughs> well yeah. That but they also became like combat shooters and like they were less puzzly. Um like the, the f- five, six Well I I'm not sure. I never really got too deep into five or six. I kinda skipped them. Uh, for the most part, and jumped right into uh, the biohazard one where you're at the mansion looking for your wife. Now, is that supposed to be a a remake of... Oh, shit. Uh, I'm going to screw this up. Resident Evil 1? I... I am not entirely sure, but it's very interesting the way they went about it. Uh, Wait, no, no, no. It's not because cause you run into Chris Redfield, I think, at the end. And I he's believe working, so. He's working for someone you would be surprised he's working for. I haven't, I haven't gotten that far um, into the game myself, even though it's been out for a number of years. So thanks for spoiling it. Oh, sorry. Um, well, that's only in a DLC, thankfully. Um, but again, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about that, Cyber. Ladies and gentlemen, it's always... It's all right. Now I'm not going to play it. I'd still play it. It's, there's still a good chunk of stuff to go between there and wherever you're at. I just remember it. I watched someone play it. Because I don't like getting the crap scared out of me. Dude, for I, some am, reason, I am in the jump scare hell right now of just trying to maneuver through the mansion. And I can't find certain pieces. So I'm like, uh, you know what? I'm going to put this aside and play something else. And, and that's the game that is really puzzle heavy. Like I think uh, before it was 7... No, sorry, six. Sorry. That was considered seven. Six was combat, 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 like uh, quick actions and, you know, changing from one person to the next, bouncing around, you know, the different stories. Right. This this one, I've what I've, when I uh, watched someone play it, was a lot, a lot of puzzles. And it's not... And you're you're like a mouse in a house full of cats, and you gotta sneak. Like you can't you can't be uh, shooting from the hip because not only is like things like limited in supply, you have to also be very stealth. Yeah, that's the whole thing of the. Um the one in the house where you're looking for your wife, you have to be stealth. You have to be conservative of your uh, ammo because, well, I only found maybe a handful of uh, shotgun shells 
And this crazy old dude keeps on coming after me. And no matter how many times I put him down, still gets back up, shakes it off and says, hey, buddy, you're fucked. <laughs> what is he? He says it more in a more in a southern accent saying, hey, True. buddy, you, 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 you done fucked up, son. You done fucked up. Absolutely. <laughs> Down here on the bayou, we don't take too kindly to you and your 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 ways there, sir. <clears throat> but uh, it's a I think it's a good game. It's a good story. Um, and then they just started remaking everything, which um I don't know. I don't know if the did I don't know if you've you've actually played the the remake of Resident Evil Two. It's the same bloody story, isn't it? Uh, I believe so. I haven't played it yet. Okay. Um, but I believe it's still the same story, just retooled. Yeah, and I made don't to remember. Look really, really pretty. Oh God, yes, it's gorgeous. I don't remember too much about that one because uh, I mostly just remember uh, eating cereal, sleeping over at a friend's place, and uh, throwing up. That's what I remember of my Resident Evil Two experiences. Uh, God, that th- those those crappy graphics were gory enough to make me sick. Um, but uh, the new one, yeah, it's it looks pretty. I hope they haven't changed the story because honestly, I think it's really good to kind of like add in a little something to these things, like it. So reading a book adds levels of drama and all this other stuff. But like when you also add in the facial experience or uh, facial expressions, experiences, expressions, uh, that also kind of like adds a depth to the story. And you can um, really um, immerse delve. Yeah. Really immerse into it instead of seeing like a, a bit character like my like shaped like because they're angry or cry you know it's like it though even in uh pixelated kind of you know games i can still in immerse myself into the game as long as the story is solid yeah and they had to be back then like final fantasy 7 i never played the game but like the final fantasy series had great stories to them like before Final Fantasy fifteen with the movie and the cinematics that they had in that. Like they were great stories. Um with just words on a page. And hardly yeah, any I gotta say graphics. though, everybody's on this Final Fantasy bandwagon as like, you know, being the best and People get flamed for saying, no, it isn't. Well, guess what? I'm going to get flamed. No, it isn't. It's not the best. It's not the best game. <laughs> what really is the isn't. best game? Uh, I I have personal preferences. I'm not going to say it's the best because your best might be different than mine. And to me, majority saying the best isn't the best. I call it sheep mentality. But I like American 3, uh, Japanese 6, I believe it is. 
Um, oh, that, Final Fantasy games. Yeah, that okay. is like one of the creams of the crop, right next to Final Fantasy V, because uh, Bart's is just you know one of those lovely characters in Final Fantasy V. Bart's. Yeah. Sorry. And, uh, you know, him and his chocobo on this crazy adventure, just freaking phenomenal. And Final Fantasy V, like, there was a part in the game where a certain someone, you think they died, but they didn't kind of thing. And it was really uh, written well to where, man, I got dust in my eye and, and I, I, I had to, like, wipe it away. So... I watched my buddy play 10. I enjoyed it. I didn't get to see it from the start. I think years later I watched like YouTube videos to kind of fill in the gaps. 15 is the best story for me. All right. Because it's emotionally Hold on. Sorry. I have to interrupt you for a second. I lied. I have to clarify my lie. I did play five hours of Resident Evil 2 Remake. I don't remember playing it, but Steam says (laughs) I played five hours of it. Okay. One of those drunken nights. Most likely. So, 15 was the only game that I ever played in Final Fantasy, start to finish. My buddy tried to get me to do... 13 my biggest gripe with final fantasy is the turn-based combat strategy it just like not pokemon all of them are turn-based though i mean right around i believe uh uh 10 or 12 they started to steer away from that turn-based yeah but then they went back to it with 13 with lightning oh all right like yeah, because it was turn based there. I have like, both he... of the light of the uh, ones involving lightning. I mm-hmm. have not played them yet. The <laughs> <sighs> story's weird. I've seen all three of them on YouTube. They're uh, I don't know what I'm getting out of it. Like it's just kind of. Time travel, a different universe. I don't know. I, it's confusing to me, honestly. Um, and I watched all three of them in a, in a row. Um, but uh, the, what do you call it? Um, the story in 15, I mean, played it. Like, I enjoyed playing it. But I the story alone, because I've watched some of these stories, like 10, 13, 15. Loved it. It actually like literally like i was streaming it one night and towards the end of it i was just like sitting there and i was just like i'm not gonna cry i'm not gonna cry like it's just yeah yeah i remember you like going pretty ham on 15 yeah it it is very i don't know what i don't know whether it's because i'm older and like you know i'm more in touch with my emotions my feelings um or it's just it just hit a chord with me, but I just I found that story to be more uh, captivating. And this is why 
during the whole game, he was hanging out at the garage, just checking out Cindy the whole time. <laughs> I could do that. I, I literally could spend 150 hours doing that. Um, but uh, seven, what's got me interested in it is uh, Final Fantasy Seven, Advent Children. Yeah, the movie. Watch that movie. Having never played that Final Fantasy game. So I'm like looking at it and I'm like, they're talking about this or talking about that. I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? Like, this sounds really interesting and intriguing. And I start looking stuff up on the internet years later when I watch it again. And I'm like, hmm. Okay. This is cool. Um, and then I think they did another one with some gun guy. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy VIII, that would be Squall. Yeah. So that was interesting, too, but not as interesting as Advent Children. Like, Advent Children, to me, was, like, really good. And, like, I, I kind of like that. I like um, Cloud. But, like, uh, I, I'm not... Sh- I don't think they ever did a Final Fantasy VIII movie. They had a Spirit Within, which was completely off, like... Yeah, what the hell that? It was it was sort of like in it because they cover some of the lore um in a sense but there's uh the um Advent Children film they have the what was it Kingmaker film or whatever it was for uh, Final Fantasy 15 yes that tied into the game um I- and then they had a slew of uh, animes. Uh, the Brotherhood or something like that. Uh, Brothers. They had Final Fantasy Unlimited. Oh. And they had uh, Final Fantasy Crystal of the Wind. I believe it was called Crystal of the Wind. It was. Those were brilliant animes, too. I did not see Crystal of the Wind. I've just seen Final Fantasy Spirits Within, which I agree with you. Like it seems a little like out of out of what I limited got to see of that universe. Like I was like, well, this seems a little odd. But uh, Advent Children was really good, and I don't know. Um, I kind of I kind of like this um, Kiki's Delivery Service, like that town that they're in. Like, it's that uh, old-timey, rustic European seaside kind of feel to it. Maybe not have been seaside in um, Advent Children, but I know I like that. And then, like, Cloud's kind of, like, contemplative, like, internal struggle feelings thing. Like, to me, like, it struck a chord with me because of my own personal (laughs) problems and issues at the time when I would seen it. Um, I think I watched it like a couple of years ago and I'm just like, Cloud, you're a little bitch. Like, stop. Just, just, just get over it. Like, move on, man. All right. The like, movie, screw, screw, uh, screw two, the two part movie thing that I was, uh, thinking of, sorry, Blue Shark for stepping on you. It's actually Fine. called Legend of the Crystals. Legend of the Crystals. All right. I'm going to have to try to look into finding that. Um, which, uh. Uh, does it tie in with any game really 
Um, it ties in with the earlier games where you're the protector of the crystals. Um, okay. and you become champions. It ties in with that whole arc of Final Fantasy. Gotcha. Uh, Final think... Fantasy Unlimited ties into more of a materia use than like, oh, you're guardian of the crystals kind of thing. Final Fantasy what ties in with the materia? Uh, Unlimited. Final Fantasy Unlimited. Unlimited. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I got laid into the Final Fantasy universe, really. Uh, but then again, I think that's just normal because I didn't have PlayStation. But, um... Yeah. We've been going on and on about a bunch of random stuff, but that's normal for us. So, um, I just saw your crossed out list of Pokemon you need back from earlier this month. Yeah. What are you at? Just, just give our, give our viewers where you at. You done? You got them all? Uh, I do not have them all. Um, I am, let's see, look at that list real quick. I need four more off of that list. So I'm four away from complete. And for the Pokedex um, on my home account, I am roughly 68 away from complete. Wow. Yeah, I'm still I'm still very early in the game. I've been I said I wasn't going to do this with these games, but I did it. I haven't finished this one. I still haven't finished Breath of the Wild. Gosh darn it. Like, I need to get further in that game. I put that on hold for this. But uh yeah, I'm still on gym 6 maybe. Yeah, I gotta I gotta replay uh pretty much half of my Pokemon games only because uh there were some corruption on my save files, so had to start over. Actually this past weekend I pulled apart a lot of my uh Pokemon games, put in new batteries to replace the dry ones, as well as cleaning them up and making them playable again. But on doing that, uh, I also found out when I popped them in, they actually booted up. My save files were all corrupted. I can relate to that. Today at work, my mouse was double-clicking for some random reason, and so I had to take my mouse apart and clean it out and put it back together. So I understand your pain. but you didn't have corrupted data so (laughs) no and I didn't lose any save files um well I think now's a good time as any cyber tell the people where they can find you well you can find me palling around on the GNA Discord, uh, the GNA Twitter, the GNA Facebook, as well as my own Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. 
You can search uh, Zyberblood, that's Z-Y-B-E-R-B-L-O-O-D, 10 to 1, you'll find me. You can also find me on Twitch and Mixer by the same name, Z-Y-B-E-R-B-L-O-O-D. I usually stream uh, pretty much every other Friday with my Let's Paint, or I will do a playthrough of something. Um, but yeah, pretty much I'm on a hiatus from that until I get some things uh, sorted out. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Very good. And you're doing really good with those painting uh, uh, miniatures that I've seen. Like that leather one has some damn good details you threw in there. Uh, thank you, good sir. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to get back my uh, proficiency with my airbrush, but it's kind of difficult when I don't have a spray booth sucking the spray away. A spray boot? Booth. Booth. Ah, booth. Gotcha. Yeah, I know next to nothing about how to use an airbrush. I just know that it's paint, air, compressor, adds a little like... It's like using a using like an aerosol can of spray paint, uh, except a little more precision. And they make really good spray paint tattoos too. Yeah. Really it's actually I actually the shark that I've got on here is the exact same one that I got, except she added more like blues and grays to it with the spray paint. I just got this in black just because like. I was told that color fades, it doesn't look that great, and so I didn't really get into um, a spray paint tattoo for, uh, or a, a colored tattoo for my arm. But uh, anyway, I am your host, Blue Shark 45 and uh, you can find me on Twitter, where actually I've been tweeting a little more often, or liking tweets or commenting on other people's tweets. I follow some really cool people. Or at least I think they're cool. Uh, people like Zyroblood and uh, the GNA Podcast. Which, speaking of the GNA Podcast, you can find the GNA Podcast on Twitter at uh, GNA Podcast. And if you go on there, you can click on our pinned tweet and you can join our Discord server, uh, the GNA Podcast Discord service, the official Discord service where we talk about the most random things. We uh, we have a group of people that like to play RimWorld, uh, Escape from Tarkov. Uh, we also have people who are talk about painting, like you just heard from Zyber. And our uh, good also... friend uh, Stainsby and Co. and Damoc. Yes, they're all been they're all painting mentors. So you got questions about getting started on painting mentors? This is the best place to go. You got questions about photography? We got a channel for that. Anime, horror movies. The whole nine yards. If it's gaming, nerd-related, or really some obscure thing, you just probably might find it on here. Uh, do you like this podcast? We sure hope you do. If you could, please drop a rate and a review for our podcast to help other people like you find this podcast on our podcast delivery services such as iTunes, Google Play Music, uh Spreaker, my tuner, you're listening, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and just about everywhere else. And hell, you can't find us there? Well, ladies and gentlemen, 
just drop us a message and we will be sure to upload to that podcast delivery service. Uh, do you like anime? Because I sure like anime. Join us once a week every Wednesday night at 19.30 Eastern Standard Time for Anime Night. We are currently watching Demon Slayer. Great uh, anime. It is. Uh, recommended by my buddy Ish. He told me about it. Uh, it's about a boy whose family is killed and he... Um, goes off to train to fight demons because they're prevalent in this world. It's kind of a... uh, I want to say they're more of a... What kind of time period is this? This is like a... uh, Colonial Japan? Like, this is when uh, Japan brought in a lot of different groups or different countries to come in. The Dutch, the British, the Americans came... And, uh, you know, like the samurai are slowly fading out and they're starting to, you know, become more modern. Yeah, they're starting up uh, industry, like uh, mainly the uh, railroad and uh, coal mining and whatnot. Yes. So that's just to give you an idea of what era this is in. That's when this kind of takes place. Uh, There's still a lot of samurai stuff. There's still there's swords and the like. But it's a very good anime. Um Let's see, we also have, if you're really into it, I'm not, because I don't like the creepy crawlies, the dark places, the getting scared and jumping out of my seat, but some of us do. Uh, We have a horror movie night, and we host that once a month on the second Sunday of every month, right, Zyber? Uh, Second Saturday of every month. Uh, right Sorry. now, we are looking at uh, slugs from 1986, 7, somewhere in there. Um, I'm still working on getting a copy of uh, Slither because, to me, Slither is a remake of Slugs. That's the whole premise of those two movies. If not, I'll uh, substitute Slither with something else. And what time and where can they watch that at? Uh, it is starting now at uh, 1900 hours um, Eastern Standard Time um, every uh, Sunday, or God damn it, every other. Fuck, I, I can't talk right now. Every second <laughs> Saturday of the month on cast. Same place as uh, Anime Night, just a different room. Yep, that's cast.gg. Absolutely. Just uh, go in there and create your account. It may take a bit for them to email you something. They're supposedly fixing things, but yeah, sign up there and uh, you can join our rooms from there. Just look up GNA Podcast, horror movie, anime, tag that on, you'll find us. Uh, we also do game show night. Do you like playing games? Do you like playing games with others? Do you like potentially winning things? Well, game show night is the place for you. First Saturday of every month, we host a game show night uh, starting at 
2000 hours. That's 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Mixer.com slash GNA Podcast, where you can join us and others playing games such as Murder Mystery Party 2. Nothing beats trivia and killing your friends. Play Murder Mystery Party 2 with the GNA Podcast, and we sure will have a wonderful evening together. Yes, that will be this coming, not, uh, you know, tomorrow, or wait, no, no, it's it's your Thursday, it's my Friday. Never mind. Uh, it's not this coming Saturday, but it's <laughs> next Saturday. I'm doing lovely right now. <laughs> yes, you are. Because, it, yeah, it is this Saturday. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. no. It's a it leap year, so it's not this Saturday. That's it's next right. Saturday. 29 days in this month. Um, never mind. Uh, moving on. So, uh, do you know anything about humble bundles Zyber? and would you like to tell the good sure i tell these good fine sexy people about humble bundle uh humble bundle is a game purchasing service that you can help us uh help us uh you know get some clout in and rapport by helping us support a charity yes you buy games you support charity and how do you do that well, you go to one of the bundles, uh, you go all the way down to the bottom. When you purchase it, there's a little drop down. Take the slider for us, move it all the way to zero, take the one for charity, crank it all the way to full. Or if you want to give some to Humble, some to the developer, and some to charity, we recommend that. If you give it to us, we're just using it for codes for, well, game show night. But yes, to do that, you just pop in question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of the bundle link, and you'll help us support. And we always appreciate you helping us support our charity, which is Extra Life, uh, where they uh, raise money for uh, the Children's Miracle Network of hospitals, funding things such as research and. They also help pay for care. So children, um, families with children who need uh, certain care, cancer treatments, and emergencies. Yes, like, families that need extra assistance. That's they where they step in. That. Also, if yeah. you want to help us out, uh, open enrollment is active right now. So... If you want, just come in, join our Discord, and click that link in the Extra Life uh, uh, room, and join up. Help us raise money for uh, Extra yep. Life. And the big extra, the Extra Life starts the first, runs all the way to the 31st end of the year. So you can join at any time. Uh, but we do do, we try to see what happens this year. Uh, we're going to try to throw together another Extra Life team. I'm sure there's people in our community that will be interested in it, and you can definitely join us. Yeah, I mean, on. Josh has been our ringer so far. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the wedding's going to allow me to do it, but uh, we'll see. Probably not. I'm probably going to be too busy. Yeah, we're, we're all probably going to be at your wedding, because isn't that the second Saturday of uh, November? Uh, yeah, pretty much. 
That's right. So yeah, none of us are doing it this year unless we take time after your nuptials to do a quick game. Yep. That's right, folks. I picked bad times to do things. But that's or all maybe, right. Or maybe it's the week before. I can't remember. It's something like It's in the beginning of November. I don't remember which one, but it's a Saturday. It's a 24-hour stream. But I'm sure we will have something thrown together. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, if you've made it to the end of this podcast, we'd like to thank you for doing so. And we'd just like to say that your continued support while we go through this transition while Cecil's working on his uh, NBA is greatly appreciated. And we hope that you continue to listen to this podcast. And we hope that you have a wonderful evening. Good night, everyone. Good night.